0: (laughs) well
1: well well
2: we have so much to get into I feel like I haven't had a real conversation with you in in months essentially I know
1: well every time we Every you guys, every time I talk to Chandler, like how now you're I'm not even speaking to you, I'm just speaking to the audience. Yeah. Audience. I'm now out of this conversation. (laughs) You're a listener now. Every time I talk to Chandler, one of two things happens. Either, you know, we we almost get into catching up, and then we're like, oh, we have to save it for the podcast, so we can't Mm -hmm. actually talk about anything. Or I'm trying to talk to Chandler and she's like, I don't know, like Cheryl Sandberg, essentially just like on her computer, like sitting up fully straight, looking at it, answering work stuff, cannot give me the time of day. I don't okay. know what's happened, but you've like overnight turned into like the biggest like tycoon and I'm not having it. Um. Well, okay. Here's what's – I cannot believe that you're going
2: to put this all on me. Let's talk about you've had a broken phone for the last year. your phone hasn't been working i haven't i've only been able to contact you lauren and i have been instagram video chatting like we're freaking on 90 day fiance or some shit shiz excuse me and she has not had a working phone she's also been on an opposite time zone than me so i how dare you try to place this blame on me i've always been a tycoon for the record let the record state that i've been a tycoon since day one um And you are, you've, sorry, maybe the contrast is just really stark because you've been vacationing for the past month
1: and that's on you. (laughs) Perhaps so. Perhaps that is the case. Um, Okay, it is true. When I was in Greece, the the deep irony, as I posted on my stories, like, sorry everyone, if these stories are so obnoxious and annoying, but I have no clue when this when I'm even coming home. So this is continuing uh, indefinitely, essentially. And and then promptly two hours later, my phone became unresponsive, so <laughs> and it stopped working. Two hours later, the next day, we were flying to Athens to get on a boat for a week. So I was going to become completely Wait. stranded. Yes, and
2: since Lauren was also away at sea, okay, let's just talk <laughs> about true. the last month and and the dedication to this podcast that's been shown. I'm glad you had a month long sabbatical.
1: Um, I'm proud of you for that. Wait, I, uh, no, no, this is called revisionist history. I did not have a month long sabbatical. I continued to co host this podcast and edit every episode, even during when I was at sea. Except for co-hosting. I did not co-host last week. That's correct. I'm just saying it's been a long two weeks of you being off the grid. I was off the grid for one
2: week. Well, when your phone is broken, you're basically off the grid. So I just hope you got the, the R&R you needed because other some of us had to, you know, steer the ship in your absence. Poorly, say- but
1: steer <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, your liahona must have been broken. Honestly, there was like 60 seconds where I, there were 60 seconds where I was like, you know what? This is great. This is God intervening in my life. Like my phone is broken. I'm going to be at sea. Like there's so many, this is a black swan event for me as a human being. Right. For all of these events to conspire to make me go phoneless, mm-hmm. And I just imagined I would, go to sea. I would look at the horizon. I would right. look at the night sky. Journal. And I would realize journal. Exactly. Um, I would look human beings in the eye, you know, offer a kind word, a word of gratitude. Yeah. I would become a better human being. Uh, my attention would become focused. You get the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, none of that happened. In fact, I just realized how annoying it is to not have a phone. To- it became right. terrible. Terrible, 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 and I do not recommend it.
2: Wait, so can we talk about your journey at sea? Like, I feel like I haven't heard actually a full debrief from your vacation. I mean, I guess I heard about it when you were in Portugal, but now I didn't really hear a lot about Greece because I feel like you immediately went to sea. Yeah, um, yeah, no, you haven't heard anything about Greece. I haven't heard anything,
1: so I need to hear about it. Okay, so we went to Portugal. We were in Lisbon for like two and a half weeks. Then we went to Porto for a few nights. Then we had like a week – or No. We went to Lisbon for two and a half weeks. Then we went to Vienna for like – we stayed in a castle with Kagan's friends. Um, and then we had a week break in between when we were going to get on a boat for a week and sail mm-hmm. like around the islands. Well, so nice. So lovely. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Um, Soup. I feel super, super fortunate that I was able to bully Kagan into leaving Puerto Rico for both August and September under the ruse that we were escaping hurricane season. When really it was just an excuse to travel. Wait, Um, has Puerto Rico been affected by any of the recent, like Ida or um, Henry? Okay. It's actually very rare that Puerto Rico gets hit by a hurricane because it's such a small island and such a vast sea. I think that I experienced hurricane season more than you did (laughs) more than Puerto Rico did, to be quite honest. Uh, That's absolutely correct. Yeah. I don't even think there's been like a tropical storm since we've been gone.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Regardless. We are Regardless. So glad you were safe. thank you thank you okay so we had a week break and it all we like had a lot of discussions what we were going to do for this week right Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. finally was able to convince Kagan to go to Mykonos I really wanted to go to Mykonos because we didn't know if we were going to go there like on the on the uh, on the boat because the boat mm-hmm. does the boat journey is like completely dependent on the winds. Okay, and so we didn't know like where we were actually going to be sailing until yeah. like, the day we got on. And I knew I wanted to go to Mykonos, and I knew for a fact we were not going to go to Santorini. And I wanted to do Santorini on the way back. These were my plans. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Is and there, there so, any anyway. like rhyme or reason behind that? Lindsay Lohan is was in Mykonos, or like is is frequently there?
1: I mean. I think that Mykonos and Santorini are like the most famous of the islands. Uh-huh. And my hunch, my educated guess, my hypothesis, if I put on my lab coat was that they're the most famous because they're the best. Yeah. You know, I, I said these are the places I wanted to go. I was basically uh, low key ridiculed slash trolled for this and told that um, these were the Instagram destinations oh. and not actually the cool places. For parts a reason. They're the Instagram destinations for a reason. Exactly. You stole the words from my mouth. Now having been to a bunch of little random islands and Mykonos and Santorini, I can tell you that you can honestly just skip the little islands, maybe watch a YouTube video about them, and just go to Mykonos and Santorini. Great, great. (laughs) Perfect. Let me save everyone a lot of time and a lot of, you know, Googling. (laughs) You know, just stick to the carnival
2: cruise itinerary, okay? No (laughs) need to do something off the beaten path. Just whatever the Disney cruise for Greece is going to, just go there, okay? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. If you go on TripAdvisor and you search Greece, just do what it says, do what the like the top three destinations come yes. up as.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It, I mean, it looked absolutely stunning, and now I feel like uh, I'm gonna try to go to Greece and Spain uh, next year, but those are my goals. Incredible, That's okay, yeah. So, what you're manifesting, so I'm manifesting, yeah. Okay, I've decided so, to take a European vacation
1: next year. That that should be like you know at least ten days. Well, I want to do Amalfi Coast with you next year, so you need to pencil that in as well. Okay. Well, I had right. a realization about Amalfi, um, the Amalfi Coast, which is that I want to do it with a with like with another gal pal, and uh-huh. not with Kagan. And so I need you to be on that same train. Okay. Okay. Let's let's pencil it in. Let's make it happen. Okay. So anyway, so we went to Mykonos. It was super fun. Kagan, we stayed at this hotel that was like two minutes from a kite beach by walking and two minutes from a beach with a bunch of day beds. And like you can like have the, you know, beachside service. So I was in hog heaven. So nice. It was so nice. And then we ended up um, staying at – the last night at a little bit nicer of a hotel with, Mm -hmm. like, this infinity pool that overlooked Mm -hmm. this amazing, like, uh,
2: bay, like, on a cliff. It was really pretty. So, okay. Did – and you were with a group of friends this whole time. So it
1: wasn't like just you and Kagan. No, it was just me and Kagan and Mykonos. Okay. And it was really fun. Like we we got – we kind of took a break. The friends went to Sardinia to like another kiting location because all of this has basically been centered around Kagan kite surfing and me learning mm-hmm. to kite surf. Mm-hmm. And Mykonos was – I wanted to go to Mykonos. I did not another want to, go ruse. to
2: Another route, Another yeah. route for Lauren to journey around Europe to learn how to kite surf.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, so okay. I – I do want to tell. I have a Mykonos hot tip for everyone, okay. which is: so our first hotel was totally darling, but it wasn't one of these hotels that's on the beach. Um, we could have paid a hundred extra dollars a night and stayed on the beach, or like you know, in, on an amazing like cliffside hotel. We yeah. opted to stay to go a little mo- bit more economical and stay at a hotel that was like just kind of landlocked, if you will, but sure. super darling, regardless. Yeah. I regret this now because if you don't stay on a hotel that has day, like that is on a beach with day beds, you're going to journey to a beach with day beds in Mykonos and you're going to pay 50 to 100 euros extra a day anyway to Mm -hmm. sit on one of the day beds. What an incredible tip. It Um, is a good tip. That is a good tip. I will say.
2: That is a good tip. I know I'm very excited to tap into all of your places when I, you know, travel out there. I actually have been to Greece. Um, you didn't really give me the opportunity to say that but I have been to Greece Um, I have only been to Athens and this was on a cruise I feel like it doesn't really count when I tell people I've like been to Greece like it feels kind of like wrong coming out of my mouth but I have been there and I did spend a a day about six hours in Athens Um, just enough time to go to the Acropolis right that's about it I've got a few pictures of me at the Acropolis and like you know purple skinny jeans and (laughs) that's about it but I never went to any like the you know the more picturesque like cool
1: spots in Greece yeah
2: like the the vacation destinations I was just you know too busy immersing myself in the history
1: oh right you you wanted to go see where democracy was founded whereas words right out of my mouth I wanted to get buzzed on the beach and I guess we both accomplished our goals we did we did um I will tell you Chandler that how far I've fallen from the scholar I used to be from the philosophy student and poet I used to be we went to Athens for one night purely because we had to um we had to catch a flight or very early the next morning uh like Mm -hmm. we had to be up at 4 a.m um our hotel had a view of the Acropolis if you went to the rooftop like a beautiful view of the Acropolis I didn't even go (laughs) I didn't even go to the
0: house. You didn't
1: even gaze at it. I didn't even make the effort to look at the thing. That is how, like, how I don't know. I've become completely like, there's no culture anymore.
2: You've completely devolved, and that's okay.
1: 100%.
2: I've watched you unravel before my very
1: eyes. (laughs) I know. Like, the journey from what Lauren's reading, my Instagram of of your, to. Lauren having fun has really been one of like a woman losing her soul and all culture and all pretentiousness in certain ways losing pretentiousness or gaining it, pretentiousness, losing you know, pretentiousness in different ways, and in different ways, and gaining pretentiousness <laughs> in new ways, you know. Yeah, definitely. There's always going to well, be a baseline level of pretension with me.
2: Honestly, it's like you know, if if you've got some pretension about philosophy and Kant or infinity pools and you know, day
1: beachside daybeds, like what's the difference? <laughs> That's true. I guess. Uh, I guess one is warmer, virtuous than the other. But anyway, I'm here to offer my tips to everyone. And this is that great. Is I think you spring for the nicer hotel and we can Okay.
2: Okay, Okay. Um, so Lauren's, Lauren's hot tip is just spend the money. Would you say that was, you know, like a, well, a macro you're note? Gonna,
1: you're going to spend it anyway because you're going to want to go to the beach and at that, that point you have to pay for a day bed instead of it being mm-hmm. include, included in well, your hotel.
2: And like a lot of times, like I, I remember when I was on my study abroad in France and we only could go to like the just open to everyone public beaches. They were kind of gross. Like, like if you just got like a uh, if you just went to one of the beaches where like, you know, anyone could go and like there was I just remember seeing like band-aids floating in the water, you know, like (laughs) a Fanta can floating in the water versus like some of the more like private places like we were able to like sneak into were just like so much cleaner.
1: I just – I did not even journey into any of the non – they call them non-organized beaches in Greece. I did not even journey to, you know, to those because it just seemed like, no, I want service beachside. Like what's the point of just going and plopping down with my towel on the mm-hmm. sand? Where is the sangria going to come from? Where, Where is my your, stunning Greek salad going to come from? What was your drink of choice? This bitch isn't packing a lunch. Right. Um, My drink of choice was uh, – <sighs> This is another thing I'm going to tell people. The cocktails were not great. The cocktails were not great. I tried every single cocktail at our last hotel in Santorini. None were very good. You have to just stick to essentially, I would say, sangria or Aperol spritzes or straight wine. Like the margaritas were not sweet at all. Mm -hmm. Or everything is so sweet. Yeah, you might as well be, I don't know, getting a cocktail at like Willy Wonka.
2: Or yeah, like the the sugar factory. (laughs) Yes,
1: in the Mission Bay Home Mall. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Good to know. Okay. Wow. You should definitely do a highlight
1: or some sort of, you know, travel guide on Oh, I should. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. So, we go so we went to Mykonos. It was really, really fun. Amazing. Like it was incredible. The great thing about Mykonos is that it's like it's just it's truly is a party location. Like the beachside parties are so – like, people are just, like, having a blast. Lots of topless people, which was, yeah. like, interesting. Um, it was super fun. And then we flew to back to Athens from Mykonos okay. so that we could get to the port to get on our boat for the week.
3: Mm-hmm, so we were mm-hmm. on
1: a catamaran for the week. Chen, do you know what catamarans are? Are you familiar? They're,
2: like, the boats with, like – that are basically like three long platforms, right? Like, I don't know. Why do I feel like a
1: catamaran doesn't have a floor? Is that true? So catam so a catamaran, so a, like a, a a regular boat or a yacht has a mono so it has one like, like one, like it all comes to one point at the bottom. Whereas a catamaran has two points, so it's they're okay. a little bit more stable, essentially. Okay, and okay. they're a little bit like more like just like friendly for big groups essentially okay okay um then unless you're going like on a full yacht and doing like a below deck experience you want to be on a catamaran with like a, a sort of larger group okay wow very interesting yeah, and cause it's just a it more like, comfortable
2: experience okay i think I'm, lo- I'm looking at pictures right now so there's like big catamarans i've literally been thinking you're on like a
1: tiny catamaran no was no this is like-, like a 50 foot catamaran
2: okay okay got it okay
1: so it I don't want to have any sort of pretension about this experience, though. Like it was, de- like it was super fun and amazing. But this was not below deck. Like we were mm-hmm. on a catamaran. We had a skipper and a hostess, mm-hmm. but we were not like being served cocktails by people in uniform or right. any of that. That was yeah. not happening. This was yeah. more of like an. This was more of like everyone kind of does their part, and okay. you know, yeah, it's more like like staying on a catamaran is more like camping at sea. Is the only way yeah. to describe it okay okay like like sleeping what kind of food like is did you really, have and where did you get yeah, what were your quarters like quarters were extremely small very limited storage so i brought very limited like apparel and stuff i you know mm-hmm. i i left my big check bag in athens and i brought very limited items and the it's just basically a bed with like a Like, there's, like, maybe two feet of space outside of the bed and then a Mm -hmm. tiny bathroom with a shower and, like, a tiny closet. That's really what you're staying in. Okay. Okay. So it's really just asleep and then you spend the rest of the time, like, actually on the, like, loungy part of the catamaran or, like, on the dining part of the catamaran. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we get there and we get to the port and at this point we have to go grocery shopping to get our food for the week. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. like we needed to get essentially more food than what we'd ordered for our provisions. Okay. This was a hellish experience. Really? It was like Yeah, it was just like it was a packed Greek grocery store. So much – like we needed to buy so much food. There was only three of us who went. Like we stood in line. I, it just felt like we st- we waited for so long for the mm-hmm. van driver to come to pick us up with like the four carts of groceries. Yeah. Anyway, it was definitely like – if I thought that in any way this experience was going to verge on like the Captain Sandy luxury tour of the of the Med – I was dispelled of any such illusion.
2: It sounds like you were just kind of like having a crew-like experience. You weren't – like you were on a boat, but you were like – do it like the crew, having to shop for provisions, having to carry your own provisions, okay, which we all know is the worst part of, you know, getting the boat ready.
1: Exactly. So provisions show
2: up. Um, Yes. And, you know, tight sleeping quarters. You were like, yeah, you you basically got to experience what it would be like to, uh, you know, work as crew. How
0: how nice for you.
1: (laughs) yeah basically i was basically i was basically hannah no we had we had a hostess and she was like this older greek lady okay and it was so funny because whenever she spoke no one had any clue what she was saying but she was so nice and just smiled sweetly and like folded her hands over and over and talked with her hands a lot and none of us had Cute. any clue what she was saying but she was very nice um and then we had our skipper costas uh-huh hot chandler do you I already know what i know do do you know what uh a skipper is a boat guy it's the captain it's like basically a more chill name for captain okay okay Hot. so you know Kostas had a certain appeal i won't deny it you know very swarthy his passion is being at sea very a very strong greek man okay mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. very swarthy Yeah. very um determined and it was just funny because like we we got there and we're traveling with guys who essentially do not like to make plans like all of these guys they're all crypto guys they all kind of just they're kind of the type that just do whatever they want whenever they want and so it was actually interesting to watch like that mentality of these guys contend with like Kostas captain
2: right under Costas's thumb
1: who wanted to make, like, plans to the detail to the minute and wanted to discuss them for, like, two hours. Nothing is sexier than that. I need to go find this man.
2: I'm sorry I must leave my my life here
1: because I love planning. A hundred percent. like, before we got on the boat, like, one of the chief complaints of one of our friends who was coming with us who organized the whole thing was, like, he got Uh too many calls to plan this trip from the skipper. Stop. So, anyway, so, yeah, so we get on the boat and – It's determined that the wind is not going to accommodate kite surfing on this trip. Like, the wind is just really not great. Like, we might as well just abandon (sighs) that plan because this was supposed to be a kite surfing boating week. Right, right. So,
0: Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to, like, my more simple routine food, like my Mm -hmm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder.
1: cute frames, beautiful,
0: sleek, modern. So you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone at CY Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com.
1: So instead, we you know, we say, okay, and and let me caveat this with one of our friends, his partner um, missed her flight. And so he okay. had to wait, he was going to join us the next day. And this is okay. the friend with really the strongest opinions, kind of okay. the most alpha energy, I would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of decision-making. So he was not there for these discussions. So we decided, well, if we can't kite surf, let's just go to the most like stunning swimming spots in Greece Mm -hmm. like beautiful Mm -hmm. huge cliffs like the things you see in the postcards let's go to like the places you can't really get to by airplane the places that are a little bit more undiscovered we have provisions for the week like that'll be like a more fun exotic experience let's abandon Let's abandon trying to kite surf on as many Greek beaches as possible. Are you are you bummed at this point that your kite surfing journey, you know, is
2: is looking like it's coming to a close?
1: No, I could not care less about kite surfing. Like okay. I live in a kite surfing def- destination. Should I continue my kite surfing journey? Which is another story entirely. <laughs> I will do so next to my home. I'm okay. in Greece once. Like that was. I was honestly like a strange plan to me that they wanted to kite surf in Greece. Yeah, because like it's. I mean. It just seemed like why not go to like the the why not just be in Greece like you right. kitesurf at home as much as you want. We've got kite surfing at home, and the beaches aren't that different. You know, the beaches in Puerto Rico are actually warmer waters mm-hmm. and a little bit more picturesque. If I'm truly, if we're going to get down to the brass tacks. Whoa. okay, okay, yeah, shots fired. Anyway, we decide we're not going to head to the Mykonos path of this trip. Near Peros and Antiparos in those islands. We're going to instead head to Milos and like go to the more undiscovered territories and more beautiful swimming holes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we make that decision. We, the next morning at 6 a.m., we depart for the eight hour sailing journey to Milos. Okay. Okay. Our friend had gotten on the boat late, late that night. Um, His partner ended up getting there in time to make it that night. But Again, they were not part of these decisions. So by the time they were woke up, we were well on our way to Milos. And it's not a simple journey of like saying like, oh, we're just going to reverse course and go somewhere else. Like it's a full day of basically of sailing. Okay. And sailing for a full day is not – it's not like the most enjoyable. Like no, you really do no. get seasick. Yeah. Did you get sick? I got seasick the first day for sure. Like Yeah. It's, It's just not, it's not like relaxed, chill party vibes. It's like kind of getting through it vibes. Yeah. And so an eight hour day of sailing is a lot. So we wanted to get that big sailing day out of the way, get to Milos, and then our journey would really begin. Well, we got to Milos and our friend basically discovers that the kite surfing trip he thought he was going on had been changed to a swimming and stunning destination, stunning Greek waters trip. Yeah, at which point, um, this is not going to work for him. It it becomes abundantly clear. Really? Yes. So we all get to dinner that night, and we're kind of chatting before Costa. Like on the boat, you're on,
2: but dinner on the boat.
1: No, we had dinner every night in a different, like either bay or port.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Cool. So we would get to like a little, like like a little, like very remote. Bay in Greece where mm-hmm. there'd be like one tavern and we'd go have dinner there every night. Cool, and then cool. our hostess made us lunch and breakfast every day on the boat.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, so anyway, our hostess, Martha. Okay. Anyway, we get to dinner and Kostas, our skipper, has not arrived yet, and we kind of all are talking, and and everyone basically reveals that they'd actually prefer to go to Mykonos and they, they don't want to go to Milos anymore.
2: Oh my gosh, okay.
1: And this is gonna require another full day day of sailing. Basically, like we've we've gone all this way to get to this amazing place. And now we just want to sail a, again tomorrow. But we decided if we're gonna talk about this with Costas, let's do it after dinner. Because if we even bring it up, he is going to like, he's not gonna have it. He's, he's going gonna want to talk it. about it right now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he gets to the table someone kind of alludes to oh maybe we might be changing the plans and it's just so funny because he's like if there is a change to the plans we need to discuss this now i am the skipper i need to know we cannot discuss this when we get back to the boat it will be 11 o'clock it will be too late i will be too tired we have to discuss this now oh my gosh So we get into like a full three-hour logistical conversation over dinner about benefits to going to the various places, yada, yada, yada. Um, We make the decision to go to Milos the next day for one day, and then the next day we'll go to Paros, and then we will depart the boat early, two days early, and just get dropped off essentially in Paros. Okay. And skip the ride back to Athens. Is okay. any of this interesting at all? It is. It is. It is. Am I getting I'm, too in the weeds? No, no. I think. I think. Let's just maybe
2: like speed it up slightly.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. So anyway, we we make that decision, and and it was just so. Is he mad just, at you? Is 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 he carrying resentment for us the, the trip? He was a little miffed. He yeah. was a little miffed. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's just there's a ton of variables. Um, when it comes to like actually ch- m- like sailing, like the winds, I-, I guess, like are very constricting. And like if we Wouldn't went to Paros, he out? needed what? Yeah. And if we went to, to Paros, if we wanted to go to, to Paros, I still don't know how to pronounce it, um, he needed to leave and go back to Athens by Thursday. In order to avoid the really harsh winds that were going to make it too dangerous to sail. Okay. okay. So that's why we decided, okay, we'll just get dropped off in perils and we'll skip the last two days on the boat, which honestly okay. came as a relief because sleeping yeah. on this boat was like semi-nightmarish. Really? Yeah. Like, remember how I told you that sleeping in the castle, like it was super hot. The beds were really uncomfortable. There was no AC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the boat was the same story super hot inside the little cabins the ac barely worked yeah um and it was just kind of nightmarish so when i realized that we were getting off the boat two days early i was like so happy it's like one of those things where it's like like
2: honestly it's like camping it's really fun for like the first bit and then like when it starts to set in like truly how hellish this experience is and like (laughs) the logistics are
1: like you're like yeah i'm ready to leave no problem It's really fun during the day. It's just not fun to sleep on a boat. And that makes a big difference. And and that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would totally do it again. I I was actually thinking of trying to convince our friend group to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I would totally do it again. It was really fun, but I was relieved to be able to get off the boat. Yeah. So we yeah. get off the boat a couple days early on Thursday. We go to Paros for a night and we stay at this really cute hotel. They like upgrade all of our rooms, which is so nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, and then, and then I had convinced Kagan to go to Santorini for the last weekend that we were going to be there. hmm Okay, this was also funny. So I I convinced Kagan by essentially asking Kostas, our skipper, like what um, like if Santorini was worth visiting. And it was so funny because I went into like the boat to like talk to him about it, but it was it was cool fully with an earshot of everyone. I'm yeah, Kostas, like, should we go to Santorini? Is it worth it? Or is it just like every other Greek island? And he was like, yeah. Oh, Santorini. It is unearthly. It is like nowhere oh, else in gosh. the world. And I just heard the guys outside going, that's going to cost you <laughs> to Kagan, which was uh, hilarious. That's so funny. And ultimately did. Um, um, so I'm trying to decide if I want to tell you anything else about our captain. It, um, it was just so funny. Like we were like – it was such a unique person. Like we were at dinner chatting with him about like the best like people who sail and stuff. Like yeah. the best people, like guests. And he was saying that Americans are really nice. Americans were like basically the best. Most Europeans are really great, really nice people. Um, but he was like, but Greek people are apparently the worst. Really? He says that any experienced skipper will not host, uh, will not sail for greek people they'll always ask what nationality the people are before no they will like accept a charter yes because apparently they just like he's like they think they're the king they they tell me drop anchor here and i tell them i am the skipper i decide where we drop anchor <laughs> not you like it was just he's like i He was like they think you work for me i work for no one i am the skipper this is my boat definitely it was like
2: doesn't really sound like a skiffer is actually a chiller name for a chiller captain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's honestly like just such a funny such a funny person. Like the most like the strongest Greek energy. Like anytime he was speaking, he sounded like he was essentially yelling so passionate oh about yeah. sailing, about the winds. And it was really cute cuz he really wanted to like show people how to how to sail, which of course uh. me and like basically the other girls had no interest in. Right um but kagan was super cute like kagan would always like come up and help him um with whatever he needed k like kagan honestly when we were on the boat i kind of fell in love with him all over again because i just realized he's that guy in a group who will like who like who can just be counted on he's the guy who will help out the guy who needs help who will learn what needs to be learned yeah he's just capable in every way yeah and (laughs) And Costas almost like kind of like fell in love with Kagan a little bit. Really, like I feel like he wanted to adopt him like adult adoption <gasps> as his new son. Oh my gosh, Kagan! Like we went to take a, a group picture at the end with Costas's drone, and Costas was like, "Kagan was on a call for work," and Costas uh-huh. is like, "The picture will not be the same without Kagan." <laughs> <laughs> oh it was gosh, really was cute. So funny. <laughs> I know it was amazing.
2: That's lovely. Oh, that's very very sweet. It Congratulations. Was really I'm falling in love all over again.
1: Yeah, it was cute. He like let Kagan drive the ship for a little bit, which was really cute. So long story short, it was really fun. And um, we ended up dr- getting dropped off in Paros. We stayed for a night in Paros, and then we flew to Santorini Um K- Kagan had this be my thirty first birthday trip, which I was readily accepted and received with joy.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: truthfully, I got we got to Santorini, we got to our hotel, and it was like a spiritual experience. That's the yeah. only way to describe Santorini, it like,
2: in, I, in unreal, like I unreal, unearthly.
1: I basically like discovered divinity on this on on this experience. Like, wow! My tip for Santorini stay in as nice of a hotel as you can afford uh-huh. because really in Santorini the only thing to do is be at your hotel like other right. than like go into town walk like you you go to the tourist area for like 2 hours maybe yeah yeah get a, get lunch and then that's it yeah so you really want to be in as nice of a hotel as possible so you can enjoy it i sprang for a pretty nice hotel um and it was so worth it like I cannot tell you like it was our hotel was basically like a combination of San Ysidro ranch and the ivy like on a cliff oh my gosh it was phenomenal it was it was unbelievable it was like spiritual like literally I was sitting at dinner waiting for Kagan and the dinner all the tables are like cliff view so they're just on Mm -hmm. on the cliff like facing the cliff
2: so beautiful
1: it was so cool. Like you sit right next to your partner. You don't sit across from each other because you are both yeah. looking out, at, like at the view. Yeah, and and like the server came over and I was like almost having like an emotional experience and like the server could tell like it was just like truly totally phenomenal and like I had all these epiphanies about my life and like the things I maybe need to change and it was just really really oh,
2: really. Amazing. Do you want care to share?
1: Um, I mean. Maybe on the Patreon I'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. It's a little too personal for the for the for the masses. Okay. Um. So anyway. Um. Okay. But yes, Santor. So my so my big takeaways are Santorini and Mykonos are for sure the best of the Greek islands. The if you if you have time and can take a little boat to a few of the other random islands, do it. Like Antiparos and Paros are cute and they're fun and they are very traditional and very cute. But Mykonos and Santorini are effing where it's at and you should absolutely go staying as nice of a hotel, of a hotel as possible in both locations um, especially Santorini because there aren't beaches with day beds to go to in Santorini really you're just like on a cliff watching the sunset every night and swimming luxuriously in the pool that's basically the activity of being in Santorini Mykonos has more to do and so those are my grease tips I'm sorry it's now 35 minutes long I apologize for how long this that's, all right. on.
2: that's all right That's all right. Okay. Um well i can guess i guess I'll give you an update on my domestic life um oh, it's yeah, not gonna be a, going a, it's hard. certainly not as glamorous last time we chatted, I was in New York, and I have successfully now made it back to the west coast um I will just give you you know a brief rundown of that journey for me because it was quite the journey last okay. friday i um was supposed to leave New York City. I missed my flight. Um, I did not realize that public transportation had really, you know, seeped into my my planning and my logistical uh, side of myself. So I did not anticipate the idea of traffic. Because I've just been taking the subway all summer, and it just like always takes you know ten minutes to get somewhere basically, unless like the train is delayed, which really kind of only sometimes happens. Wow, she's
1: already such a New Yorker. Okay, you forgot about
2: traffic. I forgot about traffic. Listening. So, uh, which I've never missed a flight before in my whole life, and this was like a very like. This this was like a moment where I was like, wow, you really goofed here. This is all your fault. Um, But luckily, like we Ben was just going to, you know, walk me to his car to retrieve some of my belongings. And then I was going to get a cab. And as I was walking there, he was like, you know what? You're going to get there only like 20 minutes before your flight leaves. And I was Stop. like, oh. I was like, you don't say. And then <laughs> it was just like this like amazing, you know, white knight night moment night in shining armor I don't know what white knight means but whatever uh he was my white knight he is white um and he just was like he was like I'll just drive you and so then he just like you know That's we quickly cute. get in his car and then he drives me and then we realize that we're, there's just no way we're going to make it so I then book another flight from the car because okay. I can't get anybody uh, you know on the on the line with Delta uh by the time of I get a hold not. of somebody my flight will have taken off So I book another flight, and then literally within five minutes of me booking that other flight for like two hours later, uh, it gets delayed by three hours. Stop. And and you you have to realize what I'm staring down. Okay. I'm flying from New York. It's going to be like you know a six-hour or five-hour plane ride to then fly into San Francisco where I'm going to meet my best friend, Annie, who's going to then go with me the next morning to get a U-Haul van, put all my belongings from storage into this U-Haul van, and then drive to San Clemente. So I'm just staring at kind of she was doing it with you? Yes, yes. She did it with me, which was so nice. I like flew her out and she was so kind to basically fly, you know, to California to do chores with me, which is, you know, why Beyond I was like – nice. yeah, So nice. This is like truly a ride or die. Anyways, I'm staring down the barrel of that. It's just like not going to be a fun weekend. Right. It's going to be like, you know, a really sweaty, like gross weekend and it's Labor Day and it was like, you know, the last weekend of summer and everyone's like, you know, in a pool and I'm just like – you know, packing up all my stuff. Anyways, it's fine. So I'm I'm that flight gets delayed. I'm going about to land in San Francisco at three a.m. and then I have to pick up the U-Haul at, at nine. Um, so I end up then having to book another flight on a different airline. Um, and Stop. did you cancel all, the other one? All, yes. All of this is happening as I am trying to as I'm in lease negotiations for my apartment in New York. So, I like had countered oh. with like with like another offer and then she called me back to tell me and so she's like we got to let them know that the office closes at 4. It was truly the most like it was a very exciting and chaotic moment because I got, like got I got the apartment and I also was like flying out in 2 hours, which I think made this like tr- transition that was honestly going to be very hard for me um a lot better because I was like as I was literally leaving New York, I like knew there was a return in sight because I had my like lease like my lease at that point mm-hmm. and my this like dream apartment that i got so anyways i ended up making it and i also mom and dad you know how they bought me that beautiful big suitcase for my birthday
0: yeah it was quite a large
2: suitcase lauren and we're talking 30 inches tall
3: yeah that okay. was like
2: taller than a large box that you would get at u-haul
3: okay. um
2: which I'm now very – I'm acutely aware of all of the different box sizes as I you know plan to ship my belongings across the country. My suitcase weighed 62 pounds. Okay. Which, that has also never happened to me. That is like not my move. I never have like an overweight suitcase. I am I try to be really dialed in in these situations. Well,
1: it's not overweight if you're flying business because you can go up to 70. But what? Well, Sorry, what? That's enough. That's enough out of you. <laughs> can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early Bird CBD Gummies – They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it,
3: earlybirdcbd.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the Southern charmers, and the summer housers, and let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.
2: <laughs> um, I was, you know, and I actually got, <laughs> this is so funny. So I'm, I put my suitcase on the thing. I've literally, I had to like take the air train. I got dropped off in the wrong terminal because I forgot that I was now flying Alaska. Hellish. Hellish journey. I'm sweaty. I'm also wearing the sweatshirt that Ben got me for my birthday. It's, it's like a – it says God is obsessed with you and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, Incredible.
1: Incredible. <laughs> which
2: like I realize like maybe to the masses makes me like look like I'm – Is that like, a Justin a, Bieber quote? Like a crazy Christian or something, but like it's it's kind of amazing. So anyways – Picture this: I'm in the uh, Alaska terminal at JFK. I'm hurriedly trying to transfer belongings from one suitcase to the other. I'm weighing, I'm weighing my uh, my Gucci bag on the thing. I'm weighing that with my shampoo, and I'm like, "Hey, how can I get rid of on this weight?" Nothing is heavy. Somehow, nothing is heavy yet the the whole suitcase is heavy. Um, so I I make about three different attempts to get my suitcase underweight. When all of a sudden, an angel an angel in Alaska uh, garb walks up to me and he says. You know, under his breath, under his mask, he says, "Just come over to my station." Stop. And I, I look at him. I look at him from the ground. Literally, I'm on the
1: ground at the airport, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm looking up with tears in my eyes. Like you're like is touching Jesus's garments, essentially. Literally, like in like a a Book of Mormon movie.
2: I am. I've seen the light. I'm about to be translated completely, and I'm just like, like, I'll do anything. I'll follow you anywhere. I'll go anywhere. So I I quickly, quickly package all my stuff. My suitcase weighs still. uh uh, 60 pounds okay i put it up on the scale he puts a heavy tag on it nothing just just doesn't say a word sends it right on off and then he goes i saw i saw you in peril over there and i'm like you're my angel i'll you know i love you let's get married let's go to greece um 100 and and then he bumps me to like premium so I got like – I actually got to experience premium Alaska, which was very nice. I had lots of legroom and nobody sitting next to me. So uh,
3: wow. yeah. So that. So,
2: so that, anyways. Talk about gonna, a hero saving a
1: damsel in distress. I
2: truly. Like it was one of those moments where I was like – I was like there are good people out there. You know, the world is back. New York's back, baby. And, um, and this is something I've uh, – this is as related but unrelated. I feel like – this summer in New York and you know moving there now like New York actually has some of the kindest strangers like if you are if you're just like if you're in a any sort of business transaction with somebody they're not going to be nice to you they're not going to do you any favors they're not going to cut you any slack they're probably actually going to be rude to you like my broker when I was first looking at this apartment said to me do you know what you're talking about straight up um what yes when I was like calling and inquiring about the apartment I she said do you know what you're talking about um and I said yes oh I know God. what I'm talking about and so, like, but that's, like, that's just kind of how business dealings go down. But if you are having an interaction with a stranger, um, and I guess this guy was kind of in a service, like, job, but whatever. He was kind. People in New York are actually very kind if you don't have to do any sort of business transactions with them. Um, anywho, I make it on my flight. I get to San Francisco. I pick up the U-Haul in the middle of, you know, East, Palo Alto. Um, it's just, like, I- I'm about to have a nervous breakdown because I'm, like, just – so stressed i just have like truly a lot to do in the next three weeks and i had a lot to do then so i'm, I'm able to retrieve the key from the lockbox get in this u-haul and another angel you know appears to me i had multiple angels on this weekend wow, the men oh at gosh. the make space warehouse where i was picking up my belongings said offered to load the stuff in the truck for me they said uh you know do you want to just do you want to like do this or do you want to just let us do it? And They said, do you have cash? And I took that as – well, I will uh, – we will load this for you if you give us some cash. Yeah. I gave them cash. They loaded all my stuff in the U-Haul. They packed it tightly. I didn't have any type of way to secure it. They did it all for me. And truly, we were out of there in 20 minutes. Oh it my was gosh. like It was amazing. I, I, I thought I was going to be, like, loading stuff in this truck for an hour. I also had far more belongings than I anticipated. They could have not fit in, at, you know, someone's pickup truck, which is wow. what I was, you know, telling people. Um, no, not true at all. Anyways, I'm home now. I made it. This drive was safe. Um, I am living here. I've kind of gotten unpacked. I'm in the process of trying to like sort things into boxes. And my goal is to ship all my belongings in about eight boxes and like two to three suitcases. So we'll see. Um, I don't know how you got rid of all of like your stuff when you were like in San Clemente. I feel like you just must've thrown away like everything. Yeah, I basically I
1: basically got rid of everything, but I didn't have anything of, like, value, honestly. Like, it was just all a bunch of crap right, that I'd right, accumulated right. through my 20s, you know? And that's,
2: like, that's kind of what I'm facing right now is, like, why have I saved, you know, like, every single card? Why? Why have I done that to myself?
1: Or honestly, like, yeah. Or, like, I'm sorry, it was like H&M Top from 2013. This is what I'm saying. Why? It's just a bunch of junk. I'm like,
2: why am I trying to ship Zara clothes that I bought off of Corney that were already used when I bought them? Like, why? Why am I trying to do this? probably
1: never wear anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's because on – Yeah. Can I tell you why? I'm going to diagnose this for you. Yeah. I think – you're still adjusting to having a little more coin in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And you're so used to being broke. No. Yeah. yeah. I I also was used to being broke for a long time. Um, and was broke through most of my twenties completely. And I think that like the idea of buying of replacing is like, so like, it's just, there's something like in your body that right. like, well, it, it also just seems like waste to me.
2: I'm like, why do I need to like rebuy this? I, I, I love my white t-shirts. I've got plenty of white t-shirts. I don't, I'm, I've got like, you know, at least 25 white t-shirts and I'm like, I, I just like, like these. These are like, you know, I've, I bought them at Target eight years ago. Like, you know, they're, they're mine. They're part of me, but I'm like, I really could just like rebuy this when I'm out there. So I need to really, uh, be strict on it but whatever
1: anyways I mean I just feel like I just feel like if look at what you have look what what's truly a value and what can be easily replaced like if you can easily replace most of it for two thousand dollars total then I would just donate it and get new stuff
2: and I'm looking at about a hundred dollars a box so it's like if the things in this box are not worth a hundred dollars why am I shipping it
1: exactly especially And honestly, like, that's another big realization I had when I moved to Puerto Rico is I really only used a handful of my things. Mm -hmm. And the rest of them were just things I bought, but I didn't end up ever really naturally reaching for or using. Yeah. And so that's another thing. It's like, have you really – like, what of this have you actually missed?
2: Right, right. Totally. Yeah. And I also bought, like, a decent amount of clothes while I lived there. So. Anyways, I I now have to start over completely from scratch with like furniture, which is why I'm, I come to the you know pop Apologist audience on bended knee asking for mattress recommendations because mom wants me to you know spend five thousand dollars on a sleep number, and no, that's not happening. It's, I'm like, it's not that's not happening. And then I showed her my apartment last night. I was like looking for like, hey, where should we put the mattress? And then she's like, she's like, oh, you got jet outs she's like oh so you won't be able to put it in that corner like mom is like making so many little tiny microaggressions Dicks. about my apartment Dicks. she's like literally dick she's like why why is the ac unit you don't have the
1: central air or it's mom like the queen of like not i don't know she's the queen of like little dig. she doesn't even realize she's making
2: yes i was like i was like i can't even this is my dream apartment you don't even realize how beautiful this is compared to like the other like you know blank holes that i was looking at this is amazing right and she's like Are there enough plugs? You know, you're going to need a plug. And and then she's like, literally, she's like, you can probably hear me. She's like, you're going to have to run a cord from right there to right there to get this plugged in. And I'm just like, you got to stop. This is now like hurting me. And I can't talk to you about my apartment ever again. I
1: have like a, like you've seen my apartment. I've like FaceTimed you while I was in it. It's a beautiful apartment. It's a beautiful, beautiful apartment. And, but the, the thing is, is mom doesn't understand that you don't have $10,000 a month to spend on rent. So you're not going to be able to get something with outlets, you know, every two feet, you right. know, literally with like 10 inch crown molding, as she'd
2: prefer, and crystal chandeliers. I know. It's just, you got jet outs. Oh, you got jet outs. You won't be able to put your bed in that corner. It's just <laughs> oh like, oh so God. funny. Anyways, um yeah, so this is called Living at Home Um at, at 26. Um I am hearing things like, I don't really like frozen ahi. That's what mom said to dad a couple nights ago um, <laughs> when he brought home like some frozen ahi. He was like, Look, Dad, I got frozen ahi, we can make it. And she goes, I don't really like frozen ahi.
1: And my the then- mom has like no I feel like mom has this weird thing where, like, she doesn't care about hurting dad's feelings no. in certain ways. Yes. Whereas, like, I would understand that dad had, like, paid money for that or Cain had yes. paid money for that. And I'd want to, like, kind of be sensitive to that. Just like the way that you had paid money for your apartment and you're really mm-hmm. excited to live there. And maybe don't mm-hmm. emphasize the negative. Mom's just like, no, I don't like it. It has right. jet outs. Can't fit a mattress <laughs> there. Like... You know, you got jet outs. Um,
2: and... So, yeah, so she says things like that. And and I'm like, Dad, I'm like, I love Ahi, Dad. I would love for you to show me how to make it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm really wow. pick, I'm picking up the emotional slack here. Truly. Um. Okay, she also said to me yesterday, let's go to Disneyland on Saturday. And I'm mm. like, Mom, I'm like, I have been working from 8 to 6. I got up to record this podcast at 6.15 uh, so I could, like, prepare and, like, have coffee and, you know – be ready by 6.30 when, or 6.45 when we we're going to record. Like, I'm like, I cannot go to Disneyland on the weekend. Like, I need to relax. Also, I need to
1: pack all my stuff. But It's she's like sh- shocking to me that she wants to go to Disneyland, given that she prefers to not ever well, leave, like, the, the 20 square feet of her, of room. her, her
2: bedroom. I know. Well, I literally think that's because her entire week is, like, you know, R&R. Um, So it doesn't matter.
1: That's true. Mom with like no job and and, like no responsibilities but three assistants, she's fully rested and ready to go to Disneyland on Saturday. So ready. Um, Dad also said to me, I can't
2: believe your lack of diligence. You said you were going to go to Orange Day with me every morning.
1: wow oh my gosh you really put through the ringer and
2: I'm like mom's like John she works so hard and I really have been working a lot I haven't I actually have a meeting in you know at 8 a.m today and so anyways that's what I've been dealing with that's what I've been going through but truly I will say that it has been um really nice to be home because I feel like I'm kind of like taking a breath getting my bearings um I also have just been you know I've been doing white strips. I've been doing. I got an LED mask um, every night. You know, I watch a show with mom and just like do some sort of like beauty treatment. So I'm I'm gonna be ready for the harshness of New York winter, and I'm gonna look plump and dewy uh, when I head back in about two and a half weeks.
1: There's just nothing more luxurious, honestly, than being like at mom's mom and dad's house when like like either like a very nice like like takeout is brought home or yes. you go out to eat every night and then I like know. every night otherwise they've... it's like watching shows and like doing skincare treatments it's
2: so funny last night i'm like mom <laughs> last night i like finished work at like six thirty, and i like want to work out and she's like come to the movies with us we're gonna go see free guy and i'm like oh, i don't really want to see that she's like come on she's like you work too much you can get a nice salad at the movies i've got great food oh <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> And actually, well, all I want to do is, like, you know, make ground turkey at home and, like, you know, pack a box and just get through some of my other tasks. But it, it is really
1: nice how uh, the treat yourself mentality that exists in this house. Yeah. Oh, so, so fabulous. All right. Well, speaking of um lux- luxurious parents, sorry to tell you, Chandler, our family life is not the most luxurious. This became abundantly True. clear to me when I watched Kylie Jenner's pregnancy video. Can we discuss?
2: I know. I know.
1: Like my friend told me that the that the Kardashians essentially live like kings and queens of mm-hmm. yesteryear, and this mm-hmm. cannot have been more abundantly clear. Yeah, it's like so true. Like I was, were you not just like completely um, aghast at just the level of like luxury in every like they're square just, inch or right. square like millimeter just, of that frame?
2: They exist in such beautiful spaces all the time. Like they're right. never under like fluorescent you know, like, can lighting or, like, you know, like, it's just
1: they, they never have to experience anything but opulence. Exactly. Like, Kylie Jenner against, like, the architectural beauty of her home and, like, pregnant. I know. Pregnant, honestly, it was in, like, this the, the string lights at that, like, dinner or whatever they were having. Like, it just made me realize that she truly has a better life than me, which I guess I – I always knew, but I really, really discovered while watching it's that true. video. It's,
2: it is. It's amazing. I, that video was nice. I did not think it was quite as emotive as Stormy's was. I'm going to be totally honest, give some notes to the editor that, you know, drive the emotion in the next one for baby number three. Um, I loved, though, the part when Kris Jenner found out. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that Kris Jenner is a wonderful mother. Say what you're going to say. But in that moment, you cannot deny that she is just a mother who loves her children and is so happy for their joy. And, like, I I love her with all my heart and I would die for Kris Jenner. Okay,
1: Kris Jenner all. is – Chris Jenner, honestly, is, like – a mother that God gave to the world to show other mothers what you can right, aspire right. to. I mean, yeah, there might have been like a quick sex tape selling or whatever, allegedly. Whatever. But look where the kids are now. Pure opulence right. constantly. I okay? mean, she
2: sends them scripture verses, I'm pretty sure, every morning. That would be annoying to me. That's a that's <laughs> actually a demerit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she, the woman's not morally bankrupt. Um, okay. Do we want to talk about uh, unrelated but related to the gender – And Kardashian family, Scott and Amelia.
1: Yes. Okay. So Scott sent a DM allegedly to Eunice, Mm Courtney's ex boyfriend, basically ridiculing Courtney for being very okay. This chick. Yeah. I mean, so what did what did the DM read? Do you have it up? Um. Chance. Okay. It says,
2: "Yo, is this chick okay, bro? Like, what is this in the middle of Italy?
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry." what else are you supposed to be doing she's at sea in italy of course you're going to be all over your partner if there's any flame left in your relationship it's not Mm -hmm. like they're in the middle of the trevi fountain in rome you know what i mean like all over each other like they're on a private boat at sea who cares like
2: i so my thought with this is like do you think this makes courtney like scott's whatever scott is like honestly like kind of pathetic and i like wish him love and light wish him well but he's pathetic and i wonder how this makes courtney feel i wonder if this makes her like secretly like happy because she knows that he's still hung up or if it makes her sad like i can't tell whether she's moved so far far past him it would make her sad
1: no i mean i think that i don't know that there's anyone who has risen above the feeling of satisfaction knowing that your ex still cares like i think that that's basically a universal like human feeling and so i'm Mm -hmm. sure courtney was totally delighted to see this because it just betrayed the fact that scott is still a little caught up on her or majorly caught up on her also i want to say very rich of him to condemn her being pdae when he literally was posting photos of his 19 year old girlfriend in lingerie on instagram Mm -hmm. remember that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. remember that
2: yeah okay i i can't believe how long him and amelia were together for also how long were they together like 11 months or something
1: i mean it was a good move on her part she's basically a household name or her star has risen a lot especially compared to her sisters i mean yeah anyway um so i think that's that is interesting um but I'm glad that about, they are I'm glad that they are broken up, to be quite honest with you. Well, we um, all knew I,
2: it was coming. We knew yeah, it was gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Um it's time. I hope he dates someone age appropriate somewhat next time around. I mean I do want to talk about one thing related mm-hmm. to Kravis. Okay. So you know how um uh you know how Travis will literally always like comment something super romantic back on her posts about him, and vice versa. Yes. Like, for example, she'll post a picture with him and he'll say, you know, forever isn't enough with you, my love. (laughs) She'll post another picture with him and he'll say, like, my everything. Um, How do you feel about this type of, like, public-facing, goo -goo ga -ga romance? Like, do you wish Kagan would do this for you? No, it's so embarrassing to me. I'm torn. Sometimes I wish, sometimes I wish, but I do think it is kind of embarrassing. Like, I I feel like at least at this point, it's like, really? Like, haven't you already
1: said this all in person? you know honestly the hottest instagram to me for a guy is no instagram and the second second to that is is like is brad falchuk's basically i I, unless it's like very self-aware and kind of jokey and fun and cute i i really do not like an overly emotive instagram post about your partner yes especially when it's written in a voice like it's like it's it's like like fabia um, voice steven from the moment you know we met at right. Applebee's, right, 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 on that faithful Thursday evening after our shifts at Wells Fargo, like I yeah, knew you just, were the one. It's it's just like a lot. It's a lot, and I also wonder, like,
2: why does like why do you have to why do you have this public declaration to the world? Like, I really like a somewhat more like toned down. You know, I mean, I I will say that Ben has posted some very very kind things about me on his Instagram, but it's not. It's always like you know with restraint.
1: There has There's to be a like a, of restraint and self awareness. Yeah, I think that also if you if you are going to
2: post a love letter caption, the only way to do it is like Brad Falchuk, where it's like a little tongue in cheek,
1: fun and playful. Like the minute you go super serious, it's like I I tune out. Exactly, very well written too. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like the key to good writing is just saying things that are very specific. So instead of saying like, you mean everything to me, you're the one love of my life, all these trite phrases we've heard over and over and over again, you say something like Brad does that's very specific. Like, oh, this photo of Gwyneth, could it have been from 10 years ago? Could it be from today? Who knows? Because she's timeless. Like, It's cute. It's specific. It's interesting writing. It's interesting. Okay. Um, I now must go,
2: but I'm glad we've returned to Brad Falchuk. Like all episodes, found its way back to Brad Falchuk, which I think you know proves to be a pretty successful episode. I would say,
1: yes. Um. All right. Well, Chandler, enjoy your day at work, and thank you. I will talk to you tomorrow morning when we record the Patreon episode. Yes, cannot wait. Okay. Goodbye.
0: Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five star review. Hit us up on Instagram
1: at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week live every Wednesday.